1: Welcome back to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Today, we have a good dude that we are... I mean, I kind of known you for... Like, of you for a minute. We have a bunch of mutuals. Yeah. But uh, we have we have Lee Rouse in the house. Thank right? you. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Lee Rouse in the house. Lee Rouse in the house. Let's do this thing. <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've known... We have, like, so many mutuals just in the Atlanta area. I don't yes. think we've ever spoken outside of the internet.
2: No, we haven't, and it's <laughs> weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: It <laughs> it's is like- weird.
1: Yeah, it's like like I'm finally meeting somebody that I feel like I've known for a long time. But also sort
2: of on the internet Exactly,
1: exactly. (laughs) But also on the internet still.
2: Yeah, no, I've been meaning to like hit you up and like try to go get coffee or something one day because Ian always talks really highly about you and like, you know, I would- love to honestly just hang out. Are Dude. you in Atlanta right now? No, Still? so no? I'm
1: in a, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, but I'm not oh, okay. that far away. And yeah, I know yeah. you're in North Georgia, right? You just moved.
2: I'm I'm actually, I'm in like the actual Atlanta area. I'm like in okay. the perimeter. I, I live in Snowville, but my studio's in Tucker.
1: Okay, got you. Mm-hmm. So I know Ian just moved up to like yeah. Jefferson, and but like I'm honestly, I'm in that area so often. Like mm-hmm. it's not even that big of a drive for me. Dude, yeah. Well next
2: time you're here. Yeah. Side we'll, note. We'll do let's it. Let's grab lunch or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's freaking do it. Let's freaking do it. Uh but yeah, I like Ian and Carter. I saw Carter was at your spot the
2: other day. Oh, yeah. We've been working with my buddy Justin, um, trying to like kinda develop him as a little bit of like an artist thing. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly been really sick. I I love working with Carter. He's a genius. Dude, right is he just comes up with some
1: super unique Almost like the minimalist pop yes. stuff that he does yes. is so clean. Every, I I like love that it. new chapel stuff is
2: wild. I agree. I love it. I, I, I love, like, I, I feel like it's cool because when me and him write together, we like get really creative in, like, we're not cool with just like settling for, like, oh, like that lyric is like, okay. It's mm-hmm. like, no, like, let's actually, like, make it like every part something to remember and like it's actually like make you know this section make sense as a progressive part from this section and like mm-hmm. let's do something like kind of I, I don't know if the word's right but like sticky a little bit yeah, like yeah, yeah you know what hooky. i mean whereas yeah well kind of hooky but also like like not afraid to just say something kind of stupid even though it's like oh, honestly okay. cool you know yeah. what i
1: mean yeah, not, not afraid to put yourself out there and, like, meme yourself up a little bit. Yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> like, I think we wrote a, a hook not to, like, the first song we wrote, we were, like, the song's, like, um, the end of it, it's just, like, uh, I'm trying to remember, it's, like, uh, okay yeah right that's right or something like that and it's just like what like does uh, that okay does that, that makes sense but it does make sense <laughs> in the context it makes sense i'm yeah. sure just like
1: outside of it you're just like yeah that's weird <laughs> yeah for sure like if you read it you're just like what <laughs> That's funny. That's uh, awesome. uh, well a lot of our listeners may not know you they may know you you've done some pretty dope stuff Sort of, sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of. Uh, sorta, sorta kinda. Sorta, sorta kinda. uh let's, let's start by uh, kind of giving an overview of you, dude. So, mm-hmm. like, um, where are you from? Let's start with this. Let's start with this. Let's start with who are you and what do you do
2: now? Okay, so uh, I'm Lee. Um, <laughs> I, I, right now, currently, I kind of, um, I. I'm, like, Teddy Swim's in-house producer. That's, like, my main gig. I, like, do all of his, uh, like, anything, really, if he's here. You know what I mean? There's a lot of times where he leaves and he goes and writes with, like, the biggest producers in the world, and that's awesome. Um, But, like, you know, there's a lot of things that, like, we still have to do here. Like Mm -hmm. I do like all of his like stripped down versions of his songs. And I did all of his covers up until the point to where he got signed. And then I still did a couple of those. Um, But, and and I still do like originals too. I actually have like one original on that EP that just came out. Sick, Um, dude.
1: But I know. Yeah. I, I, I Immediately.
0: He was like, we need to figure out questions release so i went through and i went through the entire track list on spotify and looked at the credits mm. to see if you were on a song on the last release and then yeah. i saw who wrote it and i was like oh okay so yeah. like, that's mbd
2: <laughs> yeah that one was crazy honestly because it's like he, uh yeah i mean ian kirkpatrick wrote on the song which is like yep. insane so yeah. yep. um I really, to be honest, like I only maybe had like a an hour to three hour like conversation with him, and we really it, it was kind of a thing where like Jayden had went to his studio already, and Jayden had kind of already written that song like four years ago, like the verses, mm-hmm. and he brought it to Ian, and I'm trying to remember who the other guy was. I don't remember his name, but he's like a top line writer, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and I'll they like. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, like, semi-produced the song, but literally it was just Jaden playing guitar, and he can't even really play guitar, so it was just him, like, thumping, like, the low note. <laughs> yeah. And it was the whole song, and then I took it and literally just turned it into what it was, like, the whole, like, cinematic kind of, like... He had this cover that was really popular, <clears throat> that Rivers cover, There was this, mm-hmm. like, weird New Zealand uh, group, 660, and I, like, turned it into this, like, crazy Lion King thing, because the original is literally just, like, a bass line with the vocal. Like, yeah. that's what the 660 song was, and I was just like, this is kind of lame, so I, like, don't want to <laughs> do this. Uh, Let's do it that, but better. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know why, but, like, I'm here at Lion King, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, And then I kind of turned it into, like, that big, like, like, organic, like, timpanis and, like, congas and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I was like, you need something like that that's your own so I kind of wound up turning that into that song. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, the overall thing of what I do most of the time. But I also work with other artists. I develop other artists here. I do a lot of mixing work. I don't really do any mastering work, but I do, like, a lot of post-production, mm-hmm. a lot of just, like, I, I track, I engineer a lot of stuff. Like, I, I, we have a live room here now, and I engineered, like, some songs for that artist Kivo Money not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just kind of like whatever comes along, I kind of do. And it's also like every genre, which is cool. Cause, like, just like you guys, like, I came from rock and metal. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't start like doing hip hop or like pop or anything. Like, I literally started doing metal because I thought it sounded sick. So <laughs> I just wanted to know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No,
0: we all just wanted to learn how to record our guitar, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it just turns into all this. Yeah, and then we dude. realized
2: that guitars are the worst to mix dude right <laughs> guitars are always the hardest part like so I'm, I'm a big drum guy like i am obsessed with drums i think drums are so sick i can barely play them but i think they're so sick Same i here, love man. drum sounds <clears throat> like that's honestly what got me into this is like just hearing explosive drum sounds and being like i want to like i want to know how to do that
1: yeah <laughs> Uh you um so kind of let's let's go back then. So that's kind of what you do what kind of got you into music? That's probably a good transition into. Um, what kind of got you into the music thing and then production stuff as well?
2: Well, I think like uh, what my mom like uh my mom raised me like with my grandparents and my mom was like always kind of like the young mom, like super she like loved like Molly Crew and like Metallica and like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And she like was had no problem jamming it in the car with me every night on the way home. You know what I mean? So I always like got into like I thought it was cool. You know, like I grew up listening to that and then like Matchbox 20 and like all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I always had like a a heart for music, but I didn't really like play that much when I was younger I didn't actually start playing anything until um I guess like middle school I played saxophone and I played saxophone like all through middle school and high school uh and then I picked up guitar when I was in like 10th grade and I still kind of like play guitar kind of suck but you know <laughs> I it's one of those things where I like I'm like honestly like with Teddy like his band I'm surrounded by like amazing players all the time and i could like pick up an instrument and try to play it and i just feel like i like suck <laughs> so that's like the yeah. best
0: feeling though whenever you're the worst one in the room for know? sure for that's sure you know you're doing something <clears throat> right
2: yeah it's cool you know i i know that i have my strong suit here and they have their mm-hmm. strong suit with the instrument and like that's how it works so i'm cool with it
0: and but, it's really rare like ever seeing people who are great at both
2: yeah like, like,
0: I don't think I know a single producer who's, like, also really, really good at an instrument, and uh, that kind of makes me feel a bit better, because I used to be really good at guitar, and now I can right. really play a guitar. For you sure. Know, because, I you know,
2: definitely know. think there's a, a truth to that, like, um, master of one, but, like, mm-hmm. you can kind of, or, like, just you can do a lot of things, or you can be really good at one thing, like... Mm-hmm. I think there's just like there's only so much bandwidth in the human brain to be able to be like great at one thing, you mm-hmm.
1: know? No, for sure. Um, and then so like the start of your was the start of your production stuff with
2: Goldman? That wasn't the start that okay. um, I that was like a weird thing how that wound up happening. OK, um, yeah, I just know you were there.
1: I, yeah, cause that's how Ian knows you.
2: Yeah, I um. So I just taught myself how to do everything. I basically mm-hmm. to backtrack a little bit, I I after I graduated in 2009 uh high school, I um went to college at Georgia Southern um and I just was going to go for a business degree. I had like gotten a MacBook and I like started messing with GarageBand cuz I thought it was cool. Um but My mom wound up getting really sick. She has, like, multiple sclerosis, Mm -hmm. Um, and I came back home. also, like, kind of ran out of money, and that was, like, another factor, but I came back home, and I just, like, dove into just figuring out how to, like, be good at Mm -hmm. this. You know, like, I got logic, and I was just like, I'm going to figure this out right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just taught myself how to do everything. I just started meeting people locally and i was like recording bands but like barely charging them anything cuz i was like i suck like you don't deserve like i don't deserve to be paid um <laughs> but that kind of just snowballed into me like meeting other people that were like <clears throat> you know better artists around the local area like who actually just wound up being like some of my best friends and then i there there was a group my my buddy Josh Landry um his he had been working with this group that he had for like a really long time, and they had been going to like all these crazy producers. Like, I think they went to like, do you know, do you know Brad Schlosser? He was like a local Atlanta guy. I think that um, name sounds really familiar. He was in like Athens for a while, okay. Yeah, they had worked with him a lot, and then wound up like, you know, we were doing demos all the time at my mom's house, and then we went and worked with um. We took those demos to Andreas Magnuson, the guy that mm-hmm. did like Oh Sleeper and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then like that kind of was a thing. And then after that, we wound up going to Drew Folk, um, and Drew's in North Carolina. Yeah, Drew and yeah. Kyle. Yeah, so, <laughs> Drew is the person that kind of really got me into like realizing that I could actually kind of do this. Um, myself because he would like trust me to like engineer all the guitars and like trust me to like do a lot of things that like I was like oh that's cool you know what I mean and I Mm -hmm. I always really um he's also the person that got me on Cubase like I don't think I'll ever leave Cubase because Mm -hmm. of him
1: um yeah I think Kyle is still on Cubase too
2: yeah Kyle he either is or he's still on or he switches back and forth between that and Pro Tools yeah I met him randomly
1: at a show in in Charlotte one day he was mm-hmm. he was in town doing something. Yeah, nice dude. Yeah, yeah he's I've a known. really cool guy.
2: Yeah. He's really cool. But yeah, that so that artist, that that group that mm-hmm. worked with Drew, Drew ultimately wound up getting them signed to Roadrunner and then I wound up kind of having a big hand in like all of the stuff that they did too. And when they got signed to Roadrunner, they went to LA to do the record and then Josh wanted to do drums with Goldman at Glow in the Dark. So Mm -hmm. me and him went to Goldman's, and Goldman was like, hey, I have, like, all these rooms at the studio. You should totally work out of here. So I wound up working out of there, and that turned into me, like, helping him with all kinds of stuff. I was never technically, like, his... Intern or like, no, his... you were kind of like what Nate is, which is just like,
1: yeah,
2: he's yeah. just there, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was there, yeah, yeah. I actually like wound up living there for like a year. Um, did you and Tito live together? Uh, no, or was I was that after, I was before Tito, okay. Was you were there. before Tito, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, so my buddy Luke, who's like my manager and Teddy's manager, moved out here from LA. Um and he wound up living in that one room that was upstairs, like on the other side of the living room. Yeah. And I lived in the weird little room right at the top of the stairs that was gotcha. like shaped like like a weird little rectangle. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then that's how that happened. And it was weird. I he, Goldman kept saying he was gonna sell the place like over and over and over again. So eventually and then he we finally just left. did it. Yeah, yeah. It took <laughs> a long time and then we yeah. just left.
1: <laughs> the uh you were there at a pretty cool time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of cool records coming through that yeah. spot.
2: I think I came in right when Loathe was there with Matt McClellan. The first time, yeah. Yeah, which was cool. Um, those dudes are really sick. Um, and then I think we did, like... I got to assist on, like, that Third Eye Blind like, pre-pro thing that Golden yep. did. Um, there was something... Oh, yeah. the uh, Justin Bieber's band... Like mm-hmm. Stix Taylor and Harv and Jewel and all them, yeah, like, they came they did in a record. And, yeah, that was really cool too. Like, it, it's crazy too because like I like I, working with them was so weird at the time because I was <laughs> like just super into metal and I thought Justin Bieber was like super lame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but dude, those guys can shred.
2: Dude, they're crazy. It's yeah. wild. They're it's so wild. Good. Um and, and a lot of I, them are into metal too Like yeah, really into metal For sure Jules is really into metal Yeah, He thinks that stuff's cool And I, I don't know at the time I was just like this is lame But like <laughs> looking back I was like wow like, That was actually really cool <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: Now you're like man I kind of wish I could do it again Just so I could appreciate it like, yeah. yeah
2: and and not be such a dummy Like <laughs> I I, don't know, I feel like every six months I feel like I like Look back at myself and I was like wow you were dumb Like you suck <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel that That resonates with me
2: Yeah dude I feel that heavy uh, So after you dipped At a Goldman spot Where uh, Where'd you go then? Uh, that was like a weird time uh, In like my production Like music life Because I like My my friend Aaron Marsh Has an underwear company That I started working yeah. for From Copeland? With, uh, no not that Aaron Marsh Not the that other, Aaron the Marsh? Other one, the other one oh, Okay the, gra- the other Aaron Marsh The graphic designer Videographer gotcha. Aaron Marsh um, gotcha. He had that underwear company with the drummer of Asking Alexandria, which was like oh, yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homeros yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was working for that, and we wound up getting a house like out in Monroe, just working on that. I still had the studio, and I was still like working with other projects, like other artists, but basically, like just the Vault 51 guys after that wound up not working out, like doing something different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but then ultimately, that wound up with. My friend Luke moved back to LA and he got a job at this, um, company that kind of like did, uh, events and like screen printing and like pop-up shops. Okay. Uh, and then I got the opportunity to move out there and I wound up working for that company for like eight months. Um, turned out to be a total waste of my time. Um, (laughs) it was really weird. I wound up living in his apartment. He had like a two bedroom apartment and his sister lived there. And it was cool, but I lived in the living room next to the kitchen in, like, a curtain room with a mattress on the floor for, like, eight months. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it was kind of bad. I (laughs) was, like, kind of bummed out. (laughs) Uh, But then I wound up coming back home, um, and I moved back into that house in Monroe. And Aaron let me, you know, like, like set up a little studio-type situation in the living room of that house. And then I just started, I just hit it hard. And I was just like, I'm going to make this work i'm I'm gonna do this um and it was funny because that's when jayton had just moved to his dad's house in monroe mm-hmm. so we were hanging out all the time like every day we were hanging out before anything had happened like any of this stuff he would just come over and chill i actually had like gotten him into like michael bond's band at the time because they came to me to produce that wild oh, heart the stuff. group yeah yeah <clears throat> so they had like one guy that that it was like kind of okay singer some guy from Canada I can't remember his name Um, mm-hmm. but I was like dude you gotta get like you gotta hear this one guy sing man like cause I had like I had known Jaden for like a long time like I recorded his, he was in a band with like my buddy forever ago and like
1: yeah Ian tells me stories of Jaden of being like he was like we were all just Johnny Craig wannabes yeah, and yeah. and then he was like that's how Jaden learned how to sing for sure he would dude,
0: openly that's how say everybody learned how to sing <laughs> for sure for real it's either it's either you wanted to be like craig owens or you wanted to be like johnny craig like there's no in between yeah
2: exactly and you know he he will even openly say he was just like i love johnny craig and it's funny because johnny craig actually hit him up a couple like like a year ago and trying to be our buddy buddy and i was like
1: don't do it yeah don't do it let's not do that (laughs) (laughs) don't go down that road don't do do it
0: um I don't care how good the discounts are on the
2: MacBooks. Don't Don't <laughs> <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. So I moved back into that house. I did the Wild Heart thing. They, there, a whole bunch of weird stuff happened with that because mm-hmm. I like still. I did like tracks for issues. I did yeah. tour backtracks and people didn't like that. <laughs> um. I guess there's like some weird super beef there that I just like don't really want to get into. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I promised them I wouldn't talk about it anymore. So, Perfectly fair. Um, anymore. <laughs> uh but you know, uh. so that happened. And then me and Jayton were just like, dude, I, I actually came to Jayden. I was like, dude, I found the stems for rock with you on this sketchy file sharing website. And we should just delete the vocals and have you do the vocals and do a video with Aaron and see what happens. And uh, that was the first cover video. And we just kind of went from there. Yeah, I remember.
1: So I remember because, you know, I've been involved with a lot of the Atlanta scene people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I remember the Wild Heart thing happening. And I remember going, man, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, this could legit go places and then. I saw Jaden putting out the covers and I and I was like yeah I think this might be better and yeah. I think this and I think this is probably going to do better and yeah. then it, and then like immediately it did.
2: Mhm. It, it was, was weird. Wild. There was a a big um thing where like I don't know <sighs> I can't really talk about it, but yeah, no, no, certain fine. people wanted to be the guy, and they just didn't really have the ability to be the guy. Yeah, because Jayden should be the guy, and mm-hmm. then you know that kind of made people a little butt hurt, and then it just didn't work out. And then you know Tyler Carter asked my buddy Addy to go on tour with him, mm-hmm. and Addy was like, "I'm not going unless Jayton comes."
1: <clears throat> so yeah,
2: and I remember that happening yeah. too. On and the there was solo this tour. thing. Yeah, there was a thing where like the guys thought that they had he had asked Jayton to come specifically and it was like no Addy was just like I'm just not gonna go unless Jayton comes so (laughs) we went and then that just turned into this like whole thing and it just like went down the toilet which is fine honestly super glad it did yeah better for it man yep
1: (laughs) (laughs) better for it I mean you got he's on a he got
2: signed to Warner right yeah he's on Warner music
1: yeah so which is wild because I think up until that point it was mainly covers. It
2: was all covers. It was we, all covers. He got signed off, off
1: of essentially having mm-hmm. a bunch of songs
2: written but not released. Yeah, and we got signed off of release covers. There's a really funny story too. Um so we were doing all the covers, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I had actually like he had written this song over a YouTube beat that the top line was just like really great, mm-hmm. but the beat was like the instrumental was so wrong. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, like, not the vibe. Um, so I took it and reproduced it, and it turned into this song, Stranger. And I actually sent it to, you know, Lane Johnson? Yeah. Okay. I had yeah, you know it- Lane, don't you,
1: Josh? <laughs> yeah,
0: I I'm, I, I uh, hung out with him once whenever he was at Clear Track. Yeah. And then shortly after, that ended, and then I ended up back in Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, but, so... Yeah, he's
0: a really good dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, he is. So I had actually just, like, he FaceTimed me randomly one day, and... He was, like, with this guy. He calls himself Basie Blue. I don't know. Uh, Some dude, he, like, wrote, like, a guitar part on a Justin Bieber track or something at one point. But I sent the song to Lane, and he, like, he was at Clear Track, and he jammed it, and he was, like, he, like, lost his mind. He was, like, this is crazy. And um, he brought Blue in there, and Blue listened to it. And then Blue got, like, all hype about it. So me and Jaden just took two weeks, and... Wrote as many originals as we could And it, at the time it was like a bunch of like Weird hip hoppy Stuff that Yeah, It wasn't really the vibe But there was okay. a couple songs in there That like were cool You mm-hmm.
1: know um, Cause you went to that more neo soul Pop yeah, sound mm-hmm. Directly after that really Right
2: so like Picky was the closest song to that vibe Okay.
1: Out of yeah, I could of see them. that being. I could see that being over a hip hop beat if you mm-hmm. stripped it back a little more. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that was initially that one just was what it was, you know, because mm-hmm. Jayden was already in the band with like all of the guys that are here now that play mm-hmm. that kind of music. So we kind of just wrote that one the way it was. Um, but he got signed essentially off of. Um, we hit the only original we had put out was Night Off, and that one's pretty hip Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he basically just got signed off having a crazy presence on YouTube with the covers,
1: dude. Yeah,
0: because how did that happen? Like, did somebody reach out to him, or was like he actively like trying um, to meet people, or like
2: I that's can crazy
0: like just getting hit up out of the blue, and being like, "Hey, we want to sign you because well, YouTube."
2: It was like I can attribute most of the deal stuff to like our manager mm-hmm. Luke. He is. A, he used to work for Hello Kitty like he was like a marketing director for san rio so, so he's tight. like he just knows how to like talk to people you know what i mean and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like that's something that i really lack in like this whole thing is just being like very like super business minded and like not like a, a sociopath but just like knowing how to tell people what i need to tell them to get what i want yeah you know what i mean <laughs> he's just really good at that and so that's why i had like brought him in when all this stuff was happening with like Blue or whatever I was like yo you need to just come here and you need to handle this because Mm -hmm. I know that he would be the only person I knew out of everyone on the planet that would be able to handle it so he did he came here you know we started uh, doing everything a bit more like scheduled like we kind of he just kind of got everything like into place so that we could be able to like make the YouTube and everything actually grow to the point to where we would get attention Mm-hmm. Um, So once that happened It was not too long Like we all got a house together And that just turned into like It was like a compound There's like all of Jaden's friends And all of our friends just all came together Everyone quit what they were doing And we just turned it into a, like a group You know what I mean Like it, mm-hmm. we it, We were like a whole team of like 18 people So there's like me Doing all the audio production stuff And then Luke doing all the managing stuff All the coordinating stuff Jayton being Jayton and then like his whole band. um, Plus the, our friend Doran who does like front of house and he knows how to build and fix literally anything. My old roommate Aaron did all the, all the cover videos for the longest time. Mm -hmm. Um, And all the artwork, he still does all the artwork and all the branding and stuff. Um, Jayton's friend, Joel came in. He also does video work. Uh, We had our friend David come in doing photos. So everyone's just here all the time Mm -hmm. doing this and at the time like nobody's getting paid you know what i mean like no one's making money we're just doing it i'm like living off of like money that i made from a project last year like (laughs) trying my like i i'm actually made a check on a project like like for san rio in like 2019 and i'm just like living off of it like barely but like, mm-hmm. I, I knew when it was going to stop you know what i mean yeah, like you're i didn't just have just stretching that money yeah, dude i didn't have time to like do other projects or like take on other things and if i did it was like i felt like i was like hindering what i was doing it's like oh cool i can make like a few hundred bucks or whatever but it's like is it like i don't know so i'm just stretching money you know mm-hmm. um and there was actually a lot of labels that were really interested in Jaden. um think like Rock Nation and Atlantic. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, honestly. Yeah. Like, I his numbers went from zero to literally billions in, yeah, instantly, in, almost instantly. It was mm-hmm. crazy.
2: Yeah, it was just his vibe, dude. Like, he yeah. just doesn't look like how he sounds. And honestly, I think we picked the right songs. You did at the right time to show off exactly what we needed to show off. And it helps that the, at least in my mind. You guys
1: came in doing what you were doing at a time of Neo Soul being in pop music again. Right. At the perfect time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Dua Lipa becoming
1: worked. like the doing mm-hmm. the whole Neo Soul thing with her last record. Like a yep. bunch of other people are doing the exact same thing. Charlie Puth, obviously, doing oh, yeah. like very similar things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And
2: it's weird too because like I didn't. <laughs> this is weird Before I moved to LA I literally did not listen to pop music I didn't listen to hip hop I didn't listen to anything I moved to LA And I wasn't actually working on music anymore But I was exposed to way more music mm-hmm. And I just kind of started listen- listening to a lot more stuff Like specifically The one album that changed my entire outlook On like all of that stuff Was Mac Miller's Swimming Dude, like- Yes
1: dude Yes let's do it you don't understand Uh, josh is like the biggest mac miller fan because he's
2: the one person from pittsburgh that josh loves Also, dude i had no respect for that guy until i heard that record and i was like oh my whole life just got changed he's a musical genius he's up there with kurt cobain for sure for sure he just gets it Whatever it and is, it, he gets it. Yeah, dude. And it was so sad because I was, like, so into that record. And then, like, literally he died, like, right after it, like, came mm-hmm. out. And I, I was stopped. just like, dude, what? Like, what? Like, are you serious right now? Like, no way. And yeah, then. You want
0: to know something funny? I, it wasn't until recent that I was actually able to listen to his music again.
2: That's oh, how it hurt, just. That's oh how my heart god I was.
0: Because that was, god. like, a huge part of, like, coming up in this area is, like, mm-hmm. you know, like. That's the dude Like him and Wiz Like they made it they Dude made it yeah This hellhole You know And <laughs> yeah. it's just like You know uh, Like yeah dude Like he, he's just so inspiring Even from like Whenever he was really messed up On yeah. like lean and stuff Like he was still mm-hmm. putting out Some of the best art That I've ever heard
2: Dude it's crazy Like going back And listening to his stuff now It's just like Dude how did I miss this Dude like, I've had
0: a ton Of unreleased stuff I could send your way If you please,
2: listen to it. Please yeah. I would love that <laughs>
0: I, I pulled out all the sketchy Uh exe files so if you're on windows you want, sick you
2: want, yeah it's all right, i got you dude yeah but straight up dude like that record changed my life to a point to where i could like understand and accept and like kind of not be such a like jaded person like i don't know about y'all Same. but like i feel like a lot of people that listen to like rock and metal are just like jaded like mm-hmm. if that's the only thing you listen to like you honestly just like don't like they don't know how to have fun, man. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, like, I don't know. I don't, I just can't. I can't. I, dude, I don't know. I can't so do so it. It's so funny that
0: you said that, though, because watching movies was, like, the first not metal record that I got into. Really? Yeah. And then it just kind of, like, progressed from there because of him. Mm-hmm. I found out about Earl and Tyler. Yeah, and, dude. Like, I really kind of, like, like I never liked hip-hop or pop because it was so surface level at the time. And I thought whatever right. I was listening to was super profound, even though it was just, like, Really, it really, the, the same it, thing
2: regurgitated it, it, over and over again.
0: <laughs> precisely. Exactly. And so I, um, you know, I kind of developed this really like pretty high level of respect for hip hop at this point. Cause I'm listening mm-hmm. to these guys who really care. Vince Staples was another one. Dude. Yeah. And then from there, like Maddie showed me the 1975, which kind of like started creeping in like the pop inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then like, now like all I do is listen to internet money.
2: <laughs> oh yeah dude yeah <laughs> what a change <laughs> yeah they yeah, were I trying to sign jayton too. actually it was just internet fun. money did yeah taz taylor that was funny oh yeah um that's crazy yeah i like i i guess i really i, I can't say i didn't like i liked kendrick lamar a lot yeah like back in the Kendrick's day Ken- huge but yeah.
0: what's funny is all my friends loved him but i was like I guess I didn't like how his voice sounded, mm-hmm. so I just never really, like, I just remember saying, yeah, like, he's good, but, like, I just don't really like him, and then he dropped Damn, and, like, mm-hmm. that was, that's the record.
2: Dude, that's It's the his, line. it was his first one for me. I, I don't know why I, like, that was, like, I just felt like hip-hop at the time of his first record was just so, like, I I can't really stand, like, Future and, like, stuff like <laughs> that, like, mm-hmm. like lean hip-hop. He dropped that record hip-hop. at the perfect time. Yeah, it just felt real, and it's like, dude, like I, I can appreciate that, if, like hip hop, if it feels real, you know what mm. I mean? Like it feels yeah, like dude. there's like something there versus like, I got the lean and the perky's. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't and care then on about top that. Of that.
0: He was able to like, not only do something different, but he, like it's a concept record,
2: right? Yeah, you know?
0: and like he, he's writing about this character that he yeah. came up with, and like, he, he built this whole world. It reminds me of watching movies. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's crazy. Very much
0: has the same vibe where it's Mm -hmm. just like, wow, I'm in a different world while I listen to this record, right? You know, another one's ASAP Rocky. I was really into him. Oh,
2: yeah, I really liked the record. I don't remember which one it is. It's like, I think it's the sec, it's got like a two in it, or or no, no, it's he has two records. He has like like long
0: live and long last.
2: Yeah, the second one, like
0: that. Yeah, I like that one's good.
2: I like that Canal Street song. You could not shoot so
0: hard. That song was on repeat. I like hustle.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, yeah. uh, you, And you also came up in Atlanta, so it's that whole trap vibe. You're
2: just like, nah. (laughs) Yeah, and funny too, because like the first studio that I like so I was like this is a long time ago, like 2012. The first studio that I ever like had a job at Mm -hmm. was this studio in Fayetteville out of all places like really random but it was where all of Brick Squad came every single night and recorded all of their like just whatever like Mm -hmm. mixtapes whatnot so I was like I worked there for like six months it was really weird because like you know I had like Waka Flocka and like Gucci Mane Mm -hmm. and then like Southside in the back making beats on this giant computer and like I'm just kind of like I don't know they're it's weird that I went from doing rock and metal to, like, doing that because I was like, I just want to know what it's like to work in a studio. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I had just been in my my bedroom forever. Like, <clears throat> I didn't—I wanted to see if it was, like, worth it, kind of. Yeah. And— it was weird. It you you so learn a weird. lot, though. Yeah, for sure. I definitely did. I learned a lot about, like, at least, like, how to work with certain kinds of artists, like, how to talk with them. And honestly, mm-hmm. like, the the head engineer there was, like, he just, like, did some wacky-ass stuff. Like, mm-hmm. just really wacky on, like, plug-in. He would, like... Use Waves GTR effects on everything, like the little stomp boxes. Yeah, like, I don't know. That was just his thing. He just loved Waves GTR effects, and it just like super strange stuff that I was just like, "Huh, I guess that's kind of cool." Yeah. Um But one day I was like there. I turned around and like there had been like a death threat against Walker or something, and like I turned around, and there was just like twelve dudes in there and like a bunch of guns on the table, and I was just like, ah, "I think I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm gonna go home." <laughs> I don't want this anymore.
1: Yeah, I'm done with that.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was uh, fun.
1: So um let's let's talk. Let's do gear talk. That'd be fun. Uh yeah, that
2: sounds good. I, I like this. that. Let's
1: do gear talk. So I like nerd talk. You just you just uh built out a you just built out the new spot.
2: Yeah, um it was this place I'm trying to remember what the name of it was beforehand. Uh I don't remember. It was like this super weird uh I think they did like commercial voiceovers here. Like mm. back in the early two thousands. Um It's an ASMR studio. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> essentially, yeah. Um the you could tell where the desk was was like back in this corner, like over here. It was a corner desk. Uh okay. that door didn't exist. It was just like laid out super funky, dude. Like our B room was like a little sound stage where like I guess they had a green screen and like a little platform. It was super weird. We we tore all that out, um, got rid of all of it. Um, this room we like repositioned doors because the vocal booth thing kind of existed, but we like built a hall. We we didn't build it out completely, but mm-hmm. we heavily modified it. Um, and, it looks. Like, uh, it
1: looked like the drum room took the most.
2: Yeah, that work. took the most time because it was actually um, so it was just a. A room with like drop ceiling and um but it had like these weird little fake walls that like there was like this much space between the top of the wall and the ceiling. Mm-hmm. There's like three of those. It was like cubicle type stuff. Hmm. See I'm telling we you, just- that's what my spot was like. Yeah, it was super weird I'm not crazy, weird.
0: that's actually a thing that can yeah.
2: do <laughs> It was odd, dude, like I don't know There was like old telephone lines running in everywhere and stuff But we ripped all that out, we ripped the ceiling out We raised the roof of the live room up to like 12 feet And nice. um, Goldman actually came in And I don't I don't know if I can show you all But he came in and you see that weird angle? Oh yeah he uh, He told me you should make that wall angled So it was straight at one point <laughs> Uh, and then we angled it. So
1: I will say, dude, Goldman and drum rooms. Oh, genius! He's an absolute. Yeah, I don't
2: even understand it. Total genius! He's so smart. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we wound up moving that and. Yeah, the live room definitely took the longest. This room probably took a minute. and you know We put new floors and everything because like mm-hmm. here up at the front, we have like a lobby and like a little conference room thing. And okay. Luke has an office. A couple people have offices. And then there's a B room and like a C room that's like a writing room thing. Gotcha. Um, and then behind that wall that's shaped funny is just like a giant warehouse with merch and touring gear. Dope. Hey, that's a pretty good little setup.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's cool.
2: Tight. It works perfect for us, and you know if if hopefully if things start to progress further than where they are, maybe eventually we'll need something bigger. But like I can't really. It's that back there is huge. Like yeah, the space actually is the exact same size as Glow in the Dark was. Oh shoot! But the actual studio space is kind of like my live room is essentially kind of like where Goldman's control room was. Okay. Shoot. Yeah, that's You know what I mean? Huge space. So everything back like if you think about like glow in the dark like the live room, all of that is warehouse space.
1: That'll be really cool when live stuff becomes more regular and you guys set up like a uh, like a live stage to test lighting and that's audio. That's the plan.
2: That's the plan. Yeah. That's
1: such a good thing mm. to have. That's Shoot. definitely the plan. Dude, like,
0: good places are hard to find, depending on where you're at, too. Like, you know, you have a lot of bands who like have to go to a place like NYC or Nashville or mm-hmm. LA just so they could like rehearse their live show for a week right. before they go on tour. And it's like mm-hmm. it'd be kind of nice to have that figured
2: out in advance. You yeah, know, it's like more than exactly. A week. Yeah, it's great too because like you know we still uh, like for like all the like live stream things we've done, we've kind of gone to a sound stage to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause, you know, it's, we haven't really considered, I guess, like how we're going to treat that area. Oh yeah. Like it's acoustically. A, a <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you could put like curtains up, but it's really not going to fix it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a big open space. So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot that has to happen with figuring out how to treat that acoustically in order to be able to like do things like that out there. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause even just like people playing drums in the live room resonates throughout the whole building. And it's, you know, between like a bunch of doors and like the roof is insulated and stuff. So Dagum.
1: <clears throat> Dagum. Yeah, that's yeah. But that is that is super sick. What
2: um what you got on your desk? Mm. I have uh I have an well, the interface is an Apollo X eight P. Nice. Um, and then I have the X sixteen. Too like daisy chained with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got those, they actually sent me a satellite because I had I bought them, I guess. So I have a satellite too. Um, I have this super weird old school pre uh, like Digimax ADAP preamp that I use sometimes. Um, and then I have a BAE 1073 that I use for the main vocal chain. Um, Heck yeah. And then I have the Black Lion 1073 Quad. It's really it's like really cheap comparatively, but mm-hmm. it sounds cool. The only thing I hate is like the knobs are like plastic and they kind of suck. Um, yeah. And then I have the Black Lion API Quad too. Um, there's an, an Avalon U5. Um, I bought that SSL Fusion like ah. Uh. Processor yeah, thing. I like it a lot, but I also kind of hate it. Um is that, it that's adds, for the two bus thing, right? Yeah. It just adds a lot of noise to my tracks. This mm. Is the only <laughs> thing I don't like. Like the drive sounds really cool. Honestly, the high frequency compressor is like so sick. It's it's just a DSer. I keep telling myself it's literally just a DSer, but it's yeah. so sick. Um, but it just adds hiss to everything I do, and then I have people be like why is there so much hiss at the beginning of the tracks? Like, dude, I don't know. I can't get rid of it. I don't know what to tell you. I guess I can like RX it or something. Yeah, know. we're using ancient
0: technologies, bro. Just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: It's going <laughs> through analog gear, bro. Um,
0: you think
2: Frank Sinatra said that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and as far as like outboard like effects or whatever, I have a Serpent um, Splice Mark 2 which is like an eleven seventy six but it's black and blue mode, so you can change the input and output transformers from black mode to blue mode. Um, oh, that's so sick. It's cool. It's like my favorite 1176. So you could go in touched. black and
1: out blue? Yeah, or if vice you wanted versa. To? Oh, that's mm-hmm. so sick.
2: Yeah. I always honestly keep it on blue. I like blue yeah. a whole lot. A little brighter. Um, yeah, and I use I use it mostly like my my vocal chain like all the time is just the 1176 and I have a Teletronics 2A um mm-hmm. and I just hit those that's just mm-hmm. what it is. Um I have a CL1B 2, but I'm not going to lie, I don't like it. So, I'm mm-hmm. trying to get rid of it. Do you it.
0: think it's do you think it's too clean?
2: I don't think it's too clean. I think it's just like it's so slow like it's so mm. slow to the point to where I get these giant spikes if I'm not like if I compress any more than like 3dB I get giant spikes at the beginning of my vocals and I hate that like I yeah, don't that like that sucks I don't like that at all like it's
0: That's the it, one thing I really like about the Retro is Yeah. It's really clean but mm-hmm. then if you drive it a bit more it has a lovely saturation to it
2: that I like those. I like yeah, those a lot. like
0: I was having issues running a Heritage uh, 1073 because the saturation on it kind of gets gross, like mm-hmm. real gravelly up in like the 2 to 5K region. Yeah, yeah. So like um, I fixed that with a different preamp and then uh, I was using the Slate Dragon because that was a mm-hmm. mix mob. And that even like it gets really dirty really quick and I just wasn't yeah. a fan. So the retro is sick because it could be really clean. It'll start saturating whenever you mm-hmm. push it to kind of compress it more right and then if you just all you do is you just put on the slowest setting it has mm-hmm. and it's so friggin slow that it never does that <laughs> peaking thing yeah i love I, it i love you that
2: know? i love that yeah i, I don't hate, know I,
0: I hate tracking with like fast or medium fast compressors because like i don't like the peaks i want it yeah. to just be like calm My, you know, i want it to be like qc yeah
2: yeah for sure i don't know what it is about this like every time like if i use the cl1b i'm basically using it like all the way fast, because it just lets so much of that initial transient through that I just can't do it. Like I, I hear about people like compressing like seven to ten dB with it, and I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how does that even work? Like, I don't understand. I, I maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I just don't get it. Um,
0: what I hear a lot of people say though is that the CL1B is so popular because it can be fairly transparent and fairly mm-hmm. safe and that way they aren't committing as much and right. that makes sense because it's like if you're using a c800 like on a hip-hop vocal like that's the sound of that chain
2: right like i think you, i would be like, terrified to run a c800 into this because i feel like it already makes we have a 251 mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a pretty bright microphone already me and it josh are both looking way, at way way brighter yeah, it makes it so much brighter that I just, like, can't—I I, I would hate to run a C800 because that's even way brighter than the mm-hmm. 251.
0: Yeah, and it just seems like a lot of people are like, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like a compressor. And I'm like, yeah, it's just a $4,000 compressor.
2: <laughs> yeah. Be- Seem
0: like it does a lot, but I'm definitely sold on the retro. Because at first yeah. I was like, "Oh, I hate it! I feel like I'm, <laughs> you know, making some country western music because it's yeah. just like peaking and distorting. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, ah. and then once I once I like sat down and actually took 20 minutes to figure out how to use the thing, like mm-hmm. then I was like, "Okay, this is actually really sweet."
2: Yeah, I think Drew used to have one of those, and he I, I got a bunch of vocals that he did through the retro, and honestly, they sound really great. I um. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember why we even got the CL1B. To be honest, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I I can't remember. There was a point to where, like when quarantine happened, the label wanted us to be able to do as much as we could at the studio at as high of a quality as we could. So the label helped us get a few things, which turned into like these compressors and that microphone. Mm. So. That was honestly like the only way this even happened with this stuff. I would have just been totally fine with a plug-in at the end of the day. I yeah. I loved my town my Townsend L twenty-two this this fear mic. I yeah, love that thing. Even still, like most of the time, if I'm recording something out there, I use the Townsend. We have two of them, and it just like it does whatever I want. And I I, I like the two fifty one a lot. But mostly the reason I like that more is because I can just hit it with the one preamp, go through the compressor chain like the Townsend. You have to do stereo and it's kind of a pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
0: how I felt about this slate mic. Like mm-hmm. uh, I did. I, I'm not a huge fan of this Jay-Z, but like I'm figuring it out. But mm-hmm. Like I hated always having to run VMR because it's like I kind of mm-hmm. like the the ua stuff a little bit better than vmr so like why can't i just run that and now like my entire chain is just committed on the way in for sure i I feel like i'm a big time producer now yes no plugins it's totally like
2: totally that's kind of that i had the slate mic too um in like 2018 and i was doing a record on it and then i remember like two months later i like went back to punch in a vocal and for some reason everything was just way brighter and i was like what is going on? Like, why is this just so much brighter? I haven't changed anything. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just like deal with it with EQ or whatever. And then I went to go do another record and it just completely just died. Yeah. Like, I'm on it my second one. Rumbling. And I was just like, dude, come on. So my buddy had a sphere and he brought it over and I was like, all right, I'm gonna get the sphere. Cause it just, it integrates with the Apollo I can literally run the plug-in in the console, and it's like, dude, that's just, like, so much easier for me. Like, way easier. Yeah.
1: Are, um, How much are you doing... Are you sending anything out for
2: out-of-the-box work, or are
1: you printing everything <laughs> on the way
2: in? Um, When I track vocals, I print my compression uh, all the time. I don't... Mm-hmm. Uh, I always... Literally every time I track vocals, it's going from the two fifty one to the ten seventy three to the serpent to the two A, then straight to the Apollo. And I usually I'd run the Serpent like uh we're talking like eleven seventy six, so all the way fast release. Almost like three o'clock attack, and I'm letting it get like three D B on like the really pokey stuff, like mm-hmm. like if someone oh, decides to, to get. This. Yeah, to get rid of those loud, deplosive things. Mm -hmm. And then I let the LA2A kind of run like a windshield wiper. And it just Uh, does
1: what I want. And everything, everything mix wise is in the box. Yeah, uh, aside from this. Aside from the, yeah, the two bus thing.
2: Yeah, and beyond that, like it's not really like doing that much stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just like an EQ and some saturation and a DSer. But yeah, like most of the time it's all completely in the box. I like. I don't really like I don't know, I've never really thought about like working outside of it like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's kind of seems like where everybody's at right now. Like mm-hmm. as far as like hybrid studios go and like Yeah. It's like that's all I want to do. You know, I just
2: want a preamp, a compressor, and a good microphone and that's it. That's yeah, I mean, I mean dude, even thinking about like recall with just this this SSL thing, it sucks. Like I can't yeah, tell man. you how many times I make a simple tweak and then I think about it like Three days later And I'm just like Uh oh yeah. <laughs> I hope yeah, they like, don't need I A see, uh, new um, bounce Baines, yeah.
0: Baines has like This whole Um Like System Where it like I, I can't remember mm-hmm. If he like scans it Or if it's like A mock up of gear mm-hmm. And then you could Set your settings to it And then throw it In your project folder Oh dude I need to do it. that For sure Yeah because... I'll, I'll figure out What it is And I'll send it your way I have um, it Cause he I does have... all the All the young thug stuff And so, Oh yeah he, he uses a ton of outboard gear and he also mm-hmm. uses a ton of UAD stuff, so he has to like commit everything before like he oh, sends anything dude. out. Like it, it's like a re- it's like a logistical nightmare whenever yeah, you're working sounds with awful. a bunch of analog gear. So like he just has like photos and photos and photos of like everything, so he could just recall it.
2: Mm-hmm. I was and, about to uh, say I have an enormous amount of photos of just my SSL fusion in different states on my phone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. <laughs>
2: I have to look at the date and be like, oh "Okay, that's for that project." And like, "Well, wait,
0: but like, what if I was just doing revisions for that other project?" Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: (laughs) It's it's like, "Oh, dude." I mean, most of the time, it usually lives in the same general spot. To be fair, but like, it's so like just a little bit of gain on something else can just change everything with it because it's like Mm -hmm. really wide on the EQ.
1: Um, And it's the the whole mix So it's just affecting everything pretty drastically
2: For sure like as soon as I like Say I sent something off last week And then somebody's like hey I'd like to get revisions or whatever And then I like load it up and reprint it And they're just like hey why is it like I didn't ask you to like make it darker And I'm like oh Sorry (laughs) (laughs) My bad
0: You need to just Uh, like have like Two ways to set it And like that's what you commit to yeah, that dude. way if you get it wrong, you just do the other one and then it's right.
2: One thing I actually had to do not too long ago because the that Will It Find Me song on the EP and I did the Bed on Fire strip version, mm-hmm. the guy that mixed it, uh, John Costelli. Oh,
1: Castelli dude, mixed it. Dude, yeah. Let's
2: go. Dude, it. We're big fans of his. Dude, yeah, he's great. But getting files to him, I felt like so stupid. Like <laughs> I've never felt so stupid in my entire life like just sending tracks to somebody to mix. Um, (laughs) Because you've always done it your way so Well, yeah, it's like, okay, so like, here's all the tracks. They're dry. Here you go. Make it sound cool. Do your thing. You know what I mean? Because that's how it's always been for me. You know what I mean? Like people send me a bunch of stuff that's basically like sort of there, not really, and then I put it together and it's like, oh, cool. That's my mix. But this, he really just wants it to literally be your mix.
0: Yeah, the, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. something that blew my mind coming from metal. All of these mm-hmm. bigger pop engineers or mixers, they want, they literally want a production mix. Like they want yes. the producer to give their interpretation of it. Yes. Because like that's what the artist has been listening to. Right. And then they're able to kind of tweak it from there. And like that makes sense, but that also like makes you worried. It's like, well, what if I'm like, you know, compressing
2: his vocal? Too yeah.
1: He's going to hate it. You know, well, they're like, also assuming that you're knowing what you're doing
2: and. Being a really good producer, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's also the thing too with like, I don't work in Pro Tools, and like uh, I feel yeah. like a lot of people, just they're like send the Pro Tools session, and yeah, then seems- they have all the plugins that you might possibly have, and if they don't have it, they make a ton of money, so they'll buy the plugin, and they're just mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Uh, for for me in Cubase, sending that off was like hard. Um, dude, I. I went back and forth with his assistant for, like, a week trying to figure out, like, why I was so dumb and, like, why <laughs> I could not figure this out. They, yeah. he, but it wound up being a thing where they literally just wanted me to print everything through my entire master chain, like, limiter and everything, and send it to him. And I was just like, dude, that is so weird. Like,
0: well, You know, what's funny. That's what, that's what they do at, um, at the gift shop. Anytime Mm -hmm. that they send out a revision, they also have to print every single stem through Mm -hmm. the entire rig. Because, like, John, he mixes with, like, 16 channels of uh, hazel rig VLC1s Mm -hmm. behind him, which are, like, a preamp channel strip kind of thing, and, like, with, like, Tech style EQs on them. Right. And he just has them all set up a certain way, and so he's like, okay, well, this needs that, so he'll just send it there. But mm-hmm. then he has to print everything through it, every oh. single revision. So that's, like, normal for them. They do that, yeah. like, three
2: times a day. Yeah, and see, for me, it was just like, dude, like, I don't, are you sure you really want to have, like, it hit my limiter and, like, all that yeah. stuff? Like, is that, yeah, is no, they that how you it. Want, they want
1: it? They want all of it. Bro, it's we like, come from a world of flexibility with the metal <laughs> yeah. side of things. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that stresses me out. <laughs> dude, yeah. I think I'm, I'm just better like, with it. I dude, yeah, vocal for sure. I can last night.
0: I committed an entire vocal last night, okay? Like, I am growing so much. I feel like I'm about to, like, go sign up for, like, a 30-day, like, CrossFit challenge today. That's how good I feel about the commitment that I made last night. I love that. It's absurd that they're like, yeah, we want your master in there, too. And it's like, hey, man, do you not understand that? Like, I have no clue how to master. This <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Like, are you like really sure you want that? And, but like the problem that I ran into with that fusion with mm-hmm. um the noise thing was that now not only is everything going through at once. Now it, there's but like
1: the noise is getting stacked on top of each like other like
2: 45 times. Mm-hmm. So I literally wound up taking it and running it into Q clone and making a Q clone preset of exactly what the fusion is doing and just putting it in place of the fusion.
0: What is uh, Q clone?
2: That's smart. Um Q clone is a waves plugin where you can basically uh it sends a signal out and you put whatever in between the signal that you're trying to steal what it's doing. So you know, like it's basically sending a sine wave sweep from like 0 to however high. And then it knows what it's getting back. So, you put QClone on something, and say you just like put a pull tech on it, and then you put the Q Capture plugin after it. Um, whatever you do on the the pull tech will get captured into the capture plugin, and it'll show you exactly what it's doing, uh, like frequency wise. Mm-hmm. So I basically ran it in. So I just stole the entire curve of everything that this was doing. And made it a uh, Just a EQ preset
0: Yeah and like that's another thing Like so Castelli he talks Every week with Matt Rad on Tuesdays mm-hmm. um, On Instagram live and like he's like a really Like particular dude And so I could see how That could be really tough because if that was Me and it was being noisy I would be like Yo why don't you just like Mix it without all that
2: Yeah like yeah, obviously like, the team uh, isn't
0: going to care. And, but, like, yeah. in his experience, I'm sure there's been multiple people who are like, that doesn't Oh, sound yeah. So,
2: you know? I, like, for sure. I totally get it. It was also, it was like kind of weird, too, because like the bed <laughs> on fire stripped or whatever. Like, it was the thing where he was like, Well, we just, like, his assistant was like, Well, we just want to make sure that it's as close to like what Teddy's been listening to. And I was like, Dude. I'm gonna be honest. Teddy hasn't listened to it. He doesn't care. Yeah, (laughs) I literally just made this. Like, yeah, it's the vocal stem. He he trusts you, man. He just turns it over to you and is like, "All right, Lee, do your thing." It's literally a piano, an organ, and then the bass part of the organ and a vocal. Like, I promise, (laughs) you're not gonna mess it up. Just make it sound cool. Like, I swear, it's gonna be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: let's uh, let's go in the box on some stuff then dude talk about some gear what's because me and josh have some fun things we've been exploring what's your new favorite plugin
2: new favorite plugin Mm. because
1: that q clone thing is also really tight because i never even heard of that
2: oh yeah dude q clone is sick um i don't know what my new favorite plugin is i i have this template that i've built uh, over just like however long That just has everything in it Like I don't know if you guys have ever watched Like Andrew Shep's mix anything mm-hmm. I have I, on Mix with the Masters or something like that Dude I like I. So I don't like really care too much To watch like the URM stuff And things like that cause it's like sometimes maybe if it's like a song that I heard and I'm like yo that's heavy like and they're like doing something I'll be like okay like I'm kind of interested what this guy's doing here but I
1: I think it depends on the artist and like so like the Dayseeker one recently that Heinrich mm-hmm. did. Like I'm super interested on what those stems sounded like that mm-hmm. that Dan sent him and also what he did. Cause those right. that, that, mm-hmm. that 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 album rips.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. But like with that being said, I kind of really get into like watching like the giant dudes do their yeah. thing. I like, just
0: took the Lewis Bell course on monthly. Yeah, I started doing crazy. that too. That Dude, kind of how about yeah. his
2: template though? Dude, yeah, it's crazy. I oh. couldn't there's like so much, I couldn't keep track. I feel like my computer would explode. Uh, <laughs> just I, I, I also like, I guess, me personally, I'm not really one of those people that like just always has a go to synth preset mm-hmm. that I like. You know what I mean? I, I like, I'll know what I want, and then I wind up being the guy that's like sitting there searching through presets for like 15 minutes trying to find exactly what I want. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the one I want. Uh, I've never just thought of like saving like whole synth presets. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of wild to think about. Um, But yeah, back to the plugin thing. I have yeah. this template that I, uh, I've made off, like watching a bunch of people do stuff. And it's kind of just like ridiculous. Like it makes it easy though. So I can like literally drop anything in into a blank template. <clears throat> and as long as I send everything to where it's supposed to go, I can pretty much press play. And it's like, 80% there, which is kind of sick. That's dope. Um, so it's like just a bunch of buses with a bunch of parallel stuff coming off of all those specific buses that winds up coming back into a mix bus and all that stuff. But uh, Andrew Sheps does this rear bus technique, which is super weird. Like if you just like put it on a mix while you were like on a finished mix, it would sound awful. Uh, But if you mix into it, it's really cool. Um, Where it's like all everything except your bass or – yeah I guess except your bass, but like really everything except your drums goes in parallel to an 1176 um, like really like basically like all the way slow attack, all the way fast release and then that is blended back into your two bus. So you basically want that 1176 to like duck just a little bit when the vocal hits so it just moves everything else out of the way. That's cool. Yeah, it's really—it's so subtle, but it does so much when you're Bring, not talking about, like, metal and stuff, like, in like pop.
1: brings that vocal a little more forward while keeping yeah. the instruments there so it's not, like, too forward. But Right,
2: because yeah. the instruments are still, no matter what, the output of their that group is going to the two bus. But there's mm-hmm. a send-off of all of those going to the rear bus that's just getting pulled down just mm-hmm. a little bit. So it's just like—it's almost like psychoacoustic like in mm. a sense where it's like oh like the vocal never disappears even though like that guitar lead came in and it felt like kind of loud but it's not you know mm. what I mean I I'm really into like that kind of stuff interesting uh, also I guess the n- coolest new plug-in I guess that Gull Gullfoss plug-in oh that yeah dude. Kinda tight. I
1: haven't gotten it yet you like it
2: yeah it's cool it it's it's subtle but like what it does mm-hmm. like when you turn it off you're just like Oh, yeah. That needs to be on for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one's cool. And I love that flatline limiter. That's my favorite limiter I've ever used in my entire life. Really, That, that ermine Yeah. Limiter. Yeah, dude. That thing is so sick. It's the best limiter of all time. That's super sick. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people really dig it. It's really clean. Incredibly clean. And if you could just put it on like 32 times oversampling, which sometimes kills the computer, you actually hear the oversampling make it sound better, like you know, like on like Pro L2 or whatever. You can turn mm-hmm. the oversampling on. And you're just like, I guess i was doing something, oh uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. This you can actually hear it make it sound better, and it's just like that's whoa.
0: that's the one thing I heard about Flatline is that like it's it's literally just. A clipper, like it does the yeah. same thing as free clip, but the oversampling mm-hmm. is what makes it so much
2: better for sure. It's, it's great because I, my my old master chain used to always be K clip into a pro L2, and the pro L2 would just like kind of be doing like a DB, and I would just gain the K clip into the pro L2. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just got rid of both of them and now I just use flatline.
0: Heck yeah, yeah I just picked up a newfangled elevate, and that's mm-hmm. like witchcraft. Oh um, yeah. Because like the multi-band for the limiting, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Being able to yeah. like push an 808 into it or pull the 808 out, like mm-hmm. it's
2: just that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: dude. We have two plugins that me and Josh have been like kind of geeking out of. So so me and Josh are in this uh in this uh Facebook messenger group with like mm-hmm. a bunch of we need to get you in there. Yeah, throw um, me in it, bro. I'm always it, down. It's uh I guess Josh, you'd probably have to talk to Seth about it, but it's a uh, you know Seth month Seth, Mun- Seth yeah. Munson. yeah yeah he actually he mastered picky oh dope I didn't yeah. know that
2: <laughs> yeah oh, that's tight
1: that's tight yeah so Seth's in there uh, Moshe is in there couple mm-hmm. other couple other people are in there uh, so the Nani plugin is ridiculous the Nani plugin yeah what we'll is have that? to we'll have to send it to you. Uh okay. <laughs> I'm sending it to him right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely the most What's crazy It's so it's a distortion plugin mm-hmm. but just the UI is so stupid. <laughs> oh,
2: is that the one with the anime girl on <laughs> yep. it? Yep. Oh, yeah. I've seen that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what's great that. <laughs> is that there's there's a censoring option so that would yeah. keep it safe for work in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then on top of that I like it better than Decapitator. I dude, was showing, it
1: sounds so good.
0: Yeah, I, dude, I was showing Matt, That's the crazy. owner of the studio, that plug-in last night, and I was uh-huh. like, dude, you have to hear how good this sounds. And, like, if you put it on your destructive <laughs> EQ mode and <laughs> use the mix knob and the filtering on an uh-huh. 808, bro huh. it's crazy life-changing it is, life changing. It is the best sick. distortion plug-in for an 808 yeah I will, I, I will never use anything different
1: that one that one in thermal we've been on those
2: two i've heard about thermal but i don't know what it is
0: thermal is saturn if it was made by a bunch of people who are really into like action sports oh okay <laughs> like like you know like like Saturn and they're like, Yeah, you know, I fancy a game of tennis. Yeah, of yeah. Thermal's like, Yeah, well I think I'm gonna ride down this huge hill backwards and then do like a three sixty <laughs> no scope off the top of Rust on the way down. And then I'm gonna land sick. on my head just to see if it feels cool. That's like, sick. Like that's how thermal is. It's
1: that's it's super so tight. tight. It does some it also works really well on eight oh eights if like mm-hmm. the Nani plug in it and kicking it. <laughs>
0: dude Mike, I, Mike, yeah. yeah you got that right it's great on screaming vocals but like oh I, yeah I, I very rarely come by those nowadays yeah,
1: yeah but like same. if you want a more aggressive rap vocal it does really because you can like really run it in parallel and pick mm-hmm. that area Ooh, and it does some really cool stuff saturating that like mid-range on That's like a rap sick. vocal yeah, yeah it's what's super really
0: cool too is like so in Saturn, you could like saturate an area and then use the dynamics to bring it down. Mm-hmm. So I'll saturate the top end and then I'll use the compressor in it to bring it down. And then mm. you also get like a three band EQ with it to help further yeah. change it. Like it's a lot more. I think it's a lot more cu- customizable than Saturn. And then mm-hmm. it also gets really heavy handed. There's a bunch of like timed and granular effects built into mm-hmm. it too. So it's That's a great cool. sound design plug also. And then you can That's also use super it to mix. Cool. So That's sick. Yeah, it's nasty on kick drums.
2: I need to try that for sure. You I should. I, it's rented love... on
0: Splice right now. I think, you think you it might.
1: It I think it might be on sale. Memorial Day sale.
0: I hope so because you deserve it. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> do it. I love Saturn on like my kick and snare. That's mm-hmm. like on everything. Like I always put Saturn on kick and snare. I've actually really for 808s too. I really like that black box HM2 plugin. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. I love that.
0: uh, I just got Spectre by Waves Factory, which is cool. It's like the additive saturation. Yeah, I've seen
2: that. I've seen that one dude on YouTube with that talks like this. Review that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like between that, the ozone saturation and thermal, like in non. Yeah, I don't need anything else. That's sick.
2: Yeah, I definitely need to try those two for sure. Yeah, or three really. The uh and
1: the other that we actually got from Castelli is the Ozone Spectral Shaper
2: just spectral on its sh- own. Huh. Like the spectral shaper, what is that one? The So
0: um It's like if Sooth uh was made for stupid people. Oh um, <laughs> and it's like uh it it's like a spectral analyzer Soothe kind of but, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it just uh, it it has literally three controls on it. You get to pick how much it does and the tone of it. And then, oh, interesting. How heavy handed it is. Okay. And so it's great for DSing. I use it a lot as a DSer, but it sounds really good. Like, you know how you get that harsh, like, 2.5K in a lot of vocals? Yeah. You just pop that range right there and you start just pulling the fader down. And then you could choose if you want it to be darker or brighter. And it'll just That's perfectly sick. tame that. And, like, I That's can't live without so that plugin now. And it's so much more like. Uh, it's so much more less of, like, a power soak than, like, um mm-hmm. Soothe.
2: Mm-hmm. I really like the – there's a Ozone, the low-end focus plugin. in Yes, no, do I was one. just yeah. talking about so. that
0: with Rob. That's been my mm-hmm. sauce lately because I tried it on a Master, and I was like, I really don't know what that does. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it does a whole lot. And then Rob said the exact same thing. He was like, I had no mm-hmm. clue what I was doing, and I got scared, and I pulled it off my Master. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. but load it up on an 808 and put the contrast – The yeah. Bottom way, mm-hmm. and it literally takes all the sub frequencies that just do bad things to your limiter, uh, and it just shifts them all up. It's yeah. witchcraft. It's like it's so I, isotope is literally. We we had a joke in the group chat that isotope must do blood sacrifices because like <laughs> between RX and Ozone, like it doesn't make sense how they're able to make plugins this good.
2: Dude, yeah, it's wild. I I can't tell you how many because I we do a lot of like um like pre recorded live things um. Mm-hmm. Dude, I hate bleed in the vocal microphone Mm -hmm. so much. That's, like, the bane of my existence. And there's been only, like, a couple things that have actually, like, helped and it's RX de-bleed. Like, I can literally just take the overhead mic. Or one thing that I started doing is just having the talkback mic for the MD and then just running that into the, like, source for the vocal mic to pull all the drums out of it. Mm -hmm. And it just helps so much, dude. Like... So much. I, it's like the only thing because everything else when we play is just DI'd. So the only thing oh, yeah. I'm hearing is drums in the vocal mic or oh, dude, if there's a the saxophone. Make it so you
0: can't like do a yeah. high boost on the vocal. Mm-mm.
2: Like, it's a yeah, yeah. Nice. I hate that so much. The, uh,
1: did I saw that? Did I see you, that you mixed something for? Uh, was it Kimmel?
2: Kimmel. Uh, no, that was. Uh, I did I've done two late nights now, which is kind of crazy, yeah, uh, one of them I didn't even know I was doing a late night. I just thought I was mixing um <laughs> I did the the bed on fire for Stephen Colbert. Which was Teddy, yeah. And then I did. I mixed this song for Conway the Machine and Ludacris and JID. That's that was the one. When, That's the uh, one. Yeah. Jimmy what was that one for? Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. That was crazy, dude. And honestly, like, I've, not to toot my own horn, but I literally got the tracks. I dropped them in, and I was. It was like five minutes, and I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was easy though. It's literally just like three vocal tracks, and it's just like, all right, well, sick. Yeah. Like, sounds great. <laughs>
0: Let's yeah. go Dude J.I.D. is so
2: good Dude he's crazy good
0: Yeah he did a lot of work on swimming
2: Really? Uh, yeah I didn't know that
0: Yeah him and Mac were friends That that voice in um In swimming Uh mm-hmm. the pitch Or um
2: Like the filtered uh, voice Or like dude, the uh, I did not yeah. know that That's so sick
0: The filtered voice On self care hmm At the oh. beginning That's him Yeah yeah
2: Oh what that's yeah! So I up. think he's
0: credited as a writer too. I I don't know how much he did, but I know that they were hanging out, dude. Yeah,
2: he's and, crazy uh, talented, and he's from like here too. He's like yeah, from East like, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. He's uh... isn't he a part of Dreamsville or something like that? Yeah, he's on Dreamsville.
1: Mm-hmm. Him is like yeah. him and Earth Gang also East Atlanta and. Yep. uh they're both on Dreamville, but those two or those three technically and um what's his name? Black.
2: All yeah. come from like the yeah, same yeah. area. Yep. It's like the same street. hmm. It's wild. They have like this was- crazy studio compound somewhere. Um God, what's it called? L V R N Studios. Uh it's in like Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Laverne Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool place. I yeah, like that. Spot. I
1: didn't know they had their own spot. Mm-hmm. Well, while it's I cool. didn't
0: see JID on the credits for self care, I did see that ID Labs uh, produced it. So mm. I just wanted to make it known that it's sick that ID Labs is still doing work, and then we could go back to our normal conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I care so much. <laughs>
2: that's sick,
1: uh, dude. Um, I think we'll call it right here because we're hitting about an hour and a half ish. Yeah, that's so, fine with me. Um. We'll have to have you back for a part two to talk more stuff and dude
2: yeah whenever man I'm I, I'm always down to talk I don't really get to talk to like audio people that much like yeah. about just like random stuff like if anything when I'm talking to my friends they're kind of just like cool
1: <laughs> yeah no we're always down to chat dude um yeah and I don't I want to be respectful of your time and everything so dude Lee thanks so much for coming and thank you talking and hanging out absolutely and, yeah. And uh, yeah, well, this will be dropping this week. So sick,
2: awesome, man. Well, yeah, it was fun. It was a great time, and I honestly like just love chatting. It was good to meet you uh, through the internet once again, I know. <laughs> and meet you, Josh, through the internet.
0: Yeah, for real. Well, it's been
2: fun. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll say goodbye, and then
1: we'll keep talking for a minute. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> so uh, thanks, listeners, for coming to hang out, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. And that's it for this episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a review. It helps the show so much. Kind of get out there for new people to find. Uh, If you want to watch this, if you aren't already, uh, check us out on YouTube by searching Home Studio Hangout. Uh, And thank you so much again for giving us your time and your attention. And remember, keep on creating.